Hello and welcome to The Process, a podcast that barely exists anymore. <laughs> Are you Kevin? What? Yeah, I'm yeah. Kevin Hoogler. And I'm John. Scott, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry, Scott. Sorry, yeah. everyone who likes the podcast. Sorry it's... To, to John, because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And sorry to people who I keep saying I'm a piece of shit, and then I continue to be a piece of shit. It doesn't help if you yeah. just know it. Like, you have to fix yourself. You have to. Well, here we are fixing it. Scott, we definitely told you when we recorded this. Maybe maybe three weeks, a month at most. It's been yeah. It's like what six months? Six months. Oh my god! How, long, how many times have we recorded this intro? I Just think once. twice. Maybe two. I don't know. I think this might be the third time, um, and I don't. The fact that we don't remember just goes to show. Yeah. Oh, and you all you, like everybody has to realize that the next like six or seven episodes of this show. Uh, are in a they're pre old. they're in a pre-trump they're reality pre-Trump, yeah so we might sound happy we uh-huh. might sound optimistic we might sound like i think we're, we're generally having a good time yeah uh, but now it's impossible now there is a rain cloud over both of our heads now uh, i want to kill myself no yeah back then well <laughs> there, there was like birds chirping and the sun was shining in yeah. the old episodes think about it have you yeah. ever have you seen a bird since trump became I president haven't. i haven't i don't think i have there's not i don't think there are yeah. birds anymore. well they're like on the street like, they all migrated they're, they're all like on the ground <laughs> their wings are have been clipped yeah they're all just depressed they're like i guess i walk on the ground now i don't think i've seen the sun either what's i forgot that there was a <laughs> I sun. Know, right the feeling of warmth yeah yeah i feel like frodo but the third the return of the king frodo and we're all and in mount like, doom right now like, what's the what is grass we're all like? we're all in the lava right now what is I don't remember the the taste of strawberries and cream. It hasn't even been that long, actually. Yeah, I had strawberries yesterday, and I don't remember. Well, maybe that's <laughs> smoking too much weed. That's probably why. Yeah, that's it. No, it was in cream cheese at the bagel. Well, we're releasing the "Why We Were Gone" episode the same day. As yeah, this, right? I think let's, let's keep this intro short. I mean, yeah, let's keep this intro short. I'm gonna re- re-record an intro to the to "Why that, We Were Gone," but I just okay. want to do it by myself. I want to basically yes. say sorry to everyone for being like, man, it's. It's been tough. I like January man, sucks. Well, in the year being being, I'm 25 now, but like oh, your mid 20s, really? oh, yeah. it's a tough time to be alive, John. <laughs> you just don't know what to do, and then you're sad. And you're like, I'm excited to do this thing, and then At you're least like, you have your youth. Oh, and then no, no, I don't. Yeah. My back is. I've had ba- back pain for like a week. Like literally, I turned 25. I've been having like like dental hygiene issues with for like no reason. Like it just all of a sudden, my mouth like. I think I have a cat, like two cavities. Oh, really? I have four cavities. Um, yeah. I have like a, the front of one of my teeth is like scraped off, and I don't know how that happens. I have to go to a dentist, and my back's been having issues, and like I'm just I gained like eight pounds. Hmm. Twenty five is hard. The tw- well, I know that when you're fifty, you're gonna be like, remember when I was twenty five and I only had back and teeth issues? Yeah, and Those, th- that was the best. No, because when I'm fifty, I'm gonna be a cyborg, and so I'm gonna be like everyone's gonna be in tip-top shape all the time because we're just going to have nano like bots in our bodies in only 25 years yeah I think that's they already happen. have like the technology it's just hella expensive and in 25 years it's just going to be open to the public yeah right. oh well, i guess now that Who's trump oh no because we're all gonna be dead in 25 years because trump's president yeah we're gonna have a nuclear war in like a month all right never mind <laughs> but if never mind about in the timeline in the, the timeline you're 50 on the timeline where trump isn't president in when i'm 50 i'm a right. cyborg Okay. In the reality where Trump is present, which is the weird, surreal reality that we live in. It's the darkest timeline. It's the darkest timeline. Yeah. Uh, we're all dead in a month, so uh-huh. it's like, it doesn't matter. So yeah. uh, we might not even hear Edmund's episode. <laughs> <laughs> which is all we're going to be talking about. Have I announced it? Yeah. You, uh, did, you announced it 
uh, on the last. On the, I don't. Know, I'll just say it. we're recording Edmund McMillan, who made Super Meat Boy and Binding of Isaac and a lot of other cool games. Mm. And the episode's never going to come out because we're going to be dead by then. Never. But we're going to record it, so that's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, we won't it's, be dead. It'll be then. cool just for you and me. Yep. All right. That's that's enough. Of that's us. enough. I don't remember what this episode's about. <laughs> me neither. Right, hundred. Who who is Scott? I mean, I don't know. I, barely, I guess we'll, I'm excited to find out who he is. Yep. All right. Guys. Uh, and we join them in a conversation already in progress six months ago. Six months ago. <laughs> So we just it just like talking. fades right in. I like to use the me- metaphor simile. It's like reservoir dogs. That's a simile. You know how? Simile. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's too early. Yeah. It's so early for the it's, audience. Uh, it is not even that early. It's five till eleven. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you guys need jobs. This is a, yeah. Yeah. John has yeah, a job. I do have a job. He works the work it. This is why I'm dressed like this. If that's what you're wondering. No, that's um, okay. You look great. Yeah. Scott was telling me about how he sells eggplants. Yeah, or not I just do. eggplants. But yeah, that's his favorite. That's my favorite one it's a too. Fruit? So it, it is a fruit. Actually, like almost everything that we think is a vegetable is a fruit. <laughs> like what? What about carrots? Carrots? That's a vegetable. Okay. So, right. but just like like peppers, that's a fruit. Oh. Like okay. everything that's got a, like avocado, that's a fruit. Everything that has oh. a seed inside, that's what a fruit. About, what about uh-huh. a pumpkin? That's a fruit. That's a fruit. Okay. A Squash. Inside. Fruit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I picked one that I was like not sure of. I wanted to know. Wait, what else am I unsure of? Zucchini. That's a fruit. That's a fruit. Okay. No, seasoned. I know. I wanted okay. him checking. Uh, Cucumber. Fruit. Okay. Wait, what else do I have? Uh, uh, That's it. No. <laughs> uh, eggplant. Eggplant. <laughs> fruit. We did yeah. that already. Yeah. Yeah. He um, said it was very, they're very hard to cook. Because there's okay. and then they're not and, that hard to cook. It's just people don't understand. People don't oh, understand. I I know I've only co- I've cooked eggplant once and I probably did it wrong, but I did a Mediterranean like a veggie Mediterranean bake and it was just a bunch of vegetables like sprawled out in a pan and you put it in the oven and I think it tasted good. Yeah, I mean like usually it, it usually <laughs> works out. I I, Are I you was, vegetarian. No, yeah, I okay. I was when I moved uh, down to Los Angeles, but then it was like we me and Caleb Caleb did the drive down with uh-huh. me. Uh, which Caleb Hepker. Yeah. Everyone go listen to his episode. It'll be out by now, by the time this one comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This definitely. is how this. I'm just want to. I just want to say this is how we know Scott is through. Oh yeah, Caleb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this I, is how I know them through Caleb. This, yeah, I don't know them exactly. a different way than they know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I was asking before, but like you do like a whole bunch of different stuff. Like what do you, what do you think is like the, at the top of your um, I guess, uh, I, I really don't know. I guess I would probably have to put, no, I, I, I really can't do it. I guess I would put like <laughs> comedy. I, well, that's like yeah. where I'm at. Like you're, uh-huh. you're meeting me in the midst of like a struggle to figure out like, what the fuck should I well, do? Now, if right, I now you better figure it out right well, now. Creative right now in the process. I like, I, I write, uh, I, I write comedy and weird like sarcastic poetry and comics and stuff uh-huh. like that and i i make a lot of music and when it I, comes to like writing comedies like mean it's like sketches or are you writing like scripts and things like that uh both like me me and caleb are kind of like working on uh a, a pilot episode slash like an entire season of a show that we're <laughs> wow. creating just because like we we'd start like talking about an episode i didn't and, know that does this show have a working title yeah, yeah. well i always oh, uh, you can say i think caleb might have actually oh, did he? Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, the working title is is buddy and pal uh 
and yeah, that's what kind of what kind of style I'm really interested in. This. What kind of it, style of show is it? Like, uh, my elevator pitch for it. It's an animated comedy for adults, but it's like almost like uh, like if you made it just like made a kids show for adults. Uh-huh. It's like about two best friends that live together in a surrealist like hyper industrial city. Okay, so it's like if like broad city and adventure time had a baby okay, gotcha. that's like i was definitely thinking adventure time, yeah like adventure time yeah is it like inspired by like uh more like like rick and morty kind of that it's like yeah i i almost think of it as like like yeah rick and morty and and louie and broad city and adventure uh-huh. time just like all like mashed into one thing that like used to hang out with homestar runner a lot yeah <laughs> yes wait oh thank you wait. <laughs> How, sorry, this is like almost Act Three, but how, how much do you like Homestar Runner? Oh, like an incredible amount. Okay, dude. great, like, because like Caleb had heard of it, and that was like good enough for me. But that's like, <laughs> and this is another thing I didn't mention in my episode. But uh, <laughs> whatever, uh, that's like one of my that formed the basis of like my comedy that I like was Homestar, Homestar Runner. Is that yeah. the guys that did Trogdor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that I know. like. I've seen every strong bad email yeah. for sure, and found every Easter egg yep. in the email. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Oh, that's great. <laughs> anyway, uh, so are these buddy and pals are that are those like supposed to be based off of you and Caleb? Yeah, totally. Okay. I I am buddy and and he's pal and like. What's like the dynamic in the show that is um, between the two characters? Well. Yeah, like, we're kind of trying to figure out, like, it's a really weird process to, like, be slowly accruing a bunch of knowledge about characters that are based off of yourself, because it's like, uh-huh. where does Buddy begin and where do I start? Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, we're trying to figure out, like, how to represent these different parts of our personality and, like, trying to figure out dualities between me and Caleb, like, am is, like, the difference between you and me that I'm the extroverted one and that you're the introverted one, mm-hmm. or is it, like, that... Like, which one of us is, like, nicer or, like... I remember this one time... Which I'll, one of you is nicer? I I don't know. I, I think <laughs> Caleb suggests, like, I think you're more empathetic uh-huh. and I'm more compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember this one time I was, like, I think, like, I'm more existential and you're more philosophical. And he was, like, I think I'm more existential. <laughs> Well, I think like any any comedy duo is just like some sort of like take on the odd couple. So like, which one of you is like the clean one, and which one of you is the he's the... I, uh, Oscar's the big angry stupid one, right? Right. Yeah. Or that's me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Caleb is definitely the Felix of the. Yeah. So I guess like when he started like right when when did you guys start writing this? Um. Well, that's interesting because I think he talked to you guys probably about Buddy and Pal the short that we right made. that's what it yeah did. the animatic yeah uh-huh. so yeah, we yeah, that right. that was based off of a sketch that we wrote in college uh-huh. uh that was based off of this like experience that we had where caleb just walked up to me wearing this hat that said <laughs> al on it and started doing this bit where he thought the hat said pal uh-huh. and then like a lot of that script came from that interaction and then like we also wrote this pilot for, or not pilot, the, the spec script for Rick and Morty for the uh, Nickelodeon Writing Fellowship right, to apply yeah, for that. Uh-huh. And while we were writing that, we kept having these interactions that were like just so, that were really genuinely funny interactions between the two of us and that we would be like, we've got to find some way to like put that joke in the script. And so then we just kind of like realized that like the best things that we did were things that happened in real life right and that we could somehow co-opt into being 
like a thing in the show so it's honestly in a way it's been being written since like we first met right yeah so i guess when it comes to like uh, writing the buddy and power sketch comedy like is do you go about it anyway in like like a certain style or like how do you like okay when i write this sketch what sets it apart from i guess the thousand other sketches out there that are being written um i hmm well i think that like now something that's really important today is to write something with a, a social consciousness okay. that it reflects like today's ideals and stuff. And right. I think that like <clears throat> so much sketch sketches that have been made, like revolve around that like male narrative. So uh-huh. I think like first, like you got to start with, remember that you got to be punching up right. at, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's like a given. Um, and then I, as far as like what sets my own sense of humor apart, like I, like fully believe that we don't actually exist and that, like, <laughs> that this is just like an illusion and i just really like oh. to draw attention to the fact that like this is hardly even my skin right. and like so you like to talk about that in your sketch comedy yeah like i just like to you know draw attention to how like genuinely surreal the actual uh, world that we live in is you know well give me like a premise of like a sketch that you've written like that's would be like an example of that um I wrote, this is one from, uh, college that, uh, it's hard to describe sketches. I'm trying to think of like, what's the one that can be the funniest in description. But, um, I wrote this one, it was called Kyle and, uh, (laughs) it was like my, and it was like these two characters on stage and they were like, yeah, Kyle's going to come hang out. And then one was like, ah. I don't really like it when Kyle comes to hang out. I gotta be honest. And they're like, oh, come on, be nice to him. He's like, well, he, he always just does that thing where he really tries to make you laugh. Uh-huh. And he gets really disappointed if he doesn't make you laugh. And they're like, yeah, I know, but he's, he's just really self-conscious and depressed. So, like, just give him a shot. And then Kyle just shows up and he's just like, hey, whoops! And then, like, he's, like, <laughs> just making all these jokes that are, like, really, really bad and getting, like, really anxious. Hey, and it whoops. gets to the... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it gets, gets to the point where they're like, Kyle, you you know, you can just be yourself. And he's like, be my... Ah, ah, and he just, like, starts falling on the ground over and <laughs> over again. And, um, and that one, yeah, I don't know. I just, I try to reflect, like, the... Because that's, like, why we all do it. That's right, what yeah, we exactly. are yeah, all yeah. doing, like, at all points in our life. Awesome. So you do improvised music stand-up, basically, right? Or yeah. How it, would you describe it, I guess? Um, I, like try as hard as I can not to rip off Reggie Watts and, <laughs> totally, and yeah. like, uh, it's fail. a good thing to rip off of. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. No. And it's like, because it's improvised, it uh-huh. doesn't really matter. It's right, like, yeah. you're never <laughs> yeah, going to like, gonna, yeah. How much can you really be copying if it's improvised? Um, yeah, I, uh, I perform under the name Juan Nintendo, uh, which I, I still people Juan as in like one. Yeah. Like J-U-A-N, yeah. J U A N, which, uh, yeah, I don't really know how I thought of that. I was at this concert and I leaned over to my other friend Caleb and I was like, "One Nintendo." And we both just like laughed really hard. And then like I recorded this little album and released it as that. And then, uh, yeah. But so like the yeah the One Nintendo set like also kind of revolves around like how pointless everything is and how at the same time that's like equally amazing uh-huh. and uh yeah i usually just like start with 
I'm actually kind of in the midst of like upgrading to the setup. Um, but I just like start with like a, a, a really basic loop. And then like, I have like, last time I did it, I had my iPhone out and just like garage band and would like add like a keyboard part <laughs> or like would have like the garage band drum machine. And it would go through my delay pedal into the loop thing. So it'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> so do you go to like open That's mics awesome. and like perform it live? And like yeah. That? And like, uh, in like little like DIY multi-purpose uh-huh. gallery spaces and, and shit like that. Right. Cool. So it's, it's like the, it, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just like envisioning you like doing exactly what Reggie Watts does. Like, <laughs> you, like, do you like, like beatbox into like he does and things like that? Or? Sometimes I try to like, I like beatboxing uh-huh. and pretty damn good at it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, it's like anything I can do. It's like, I play guitar and like, we'll take a guitar solo. So right. like, he doesn't take guitar solos. So uh-huh. I try to like find ways in which I can, but if I like did exactly what he did, then it right. certainly wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, like, are you telling jokes like simultaneously or is it just about the music? Uh, sometimes I, I tell jokes. Sometimes I like ask people for like suggestions or like ask them a question or, uh, like, yeah, I remember like at the last time I did it, like this girl, I asked I asked somebody for like what was something that happened in your day and she just said like I ate ceviche and so I was like all right here we go and it was like this like thing about like these fish people and that like one of their kind had been taken to the surface and like all this stuff and then I like got the crowd to say like ceviche and then they were like ceviche and I was like say ceviche and they were like ceviche and I was like say ceviche backwards and they were like oh and I was like wrong. you're wrong it's ecovis and then yeah, that's awesome yeah well so you say like uh, like the majority of like the the jokes you're telling are just are just riffing with the audience or like yeah, how much sure. of it's like actually prepared material no none yeah. of it okay. no ever has it always been like that because like i feel like that's pretty i feel like that's pretty terrifying when especially when it's just you by yourself up there sometimes um, i did i did stand up for a while where i was like performing jokes that i had written and um the only the two things that i did well at like my jokes my like you ever think about it's like Uh always just weren't good like the only things that were good that i did were either riffing with the audience or or a character and Uh like you can only go up and be like this is my impression of a guy that builds desks but (laughs) is considering transitioning into writing manuals for carpet cleaning I don't know if I yeah. want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been doing music in general? I started playing uh, music um, in my senior year of high school. I started playing piano uh, and following a breakup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, after graduating, I like lived and worked on this farm and... Uh, would we didn't have internet or any video games or anything, and so me and my friend just like started trying to learn guitar, and it was like hilarious because we were both just t- t- atrocious musicians, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we're just like sitting in this little There's no sh- internet, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sitting in this shack in the woods, just like strumming G's mindly, mindlessly at each other. Um, I love that imagery, <laughs> like two people with guitars in a shack, just like, like not playing together playing. at all. Yeah. That's so funny. Um. And then, like, I've been playing since then, and, uh, like, I played drums a little bit when I was a kid, and my brother played music, like, the whole time he's existed, and so, like, I've always been around it, and so, like, to say, like, oh, I started playing guitar when I was 
like after I graduated high school, like it's not exactly fair because mm-hmm. like there were guitars around and like I've known how to play a, an, an E minor since I was like in fourth grade, uh-huh. but yeah. like it was never ever something that I did. I didn't know how to play any songs or anything like that, but like, I don't know. It's always confusing because people pride themselves on like how good they are in relation uh-huh. to how much they've been taught slash how much, how long they've been playing. So <clears throat> you always want to say like, I've only like really been playing for like the last like, like two days you know? <laughs> <laughs> so i guess like when did you decide like hey i like music hey I like comedy i'm gonna marry the two and then like what finally took you to the stage or motivated you to, to just get on stage and um and stuff uh i don't know i mean like i started doing comedy in college and i always wanted to do them like together and there's been so many attempts in my life at creating a musical that have just never panned out that is just like <laughs> always so depressing um and I guess I've I've brought guitars like when I w- used to do stand up in Olympia I would bring guitars on stage and do them uh, and do them and and uh, and do musical comedy like occasionally there and like once right before I left for L A I brought a guitar and no loop pedal and just made up songs at an open mic uh, but it's only since being in LA that I started performing uh-huh. as Juan Nintendo himself. Can you uh, tell me about your first time doing like uh, doing stand-up? My first time doing stand-up was at Alforno's Pizza in Olympia. Wait, uh, like, like in a restaurant? It's like in the back of a restaurant? Yeah, yeah. The well, best way to do it. It was, yeah, there was two open mics in Olympia. One was at uh-huh. the Royal and uh, one was at Alforno's, Alforno's uh, Pizza, uh, which was run by one Gabriel Smith. And, uh, I did all right. I remember. How much time did you get? It was like five minutes. Yeah. How old, you know. how old were you at the time? I guess I was twenty. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't go to the royal yet. Uh huh. Um, and I did all right. It's just weird. Like the first couple times, you're just like cobbling together all the ideas that you have of what you imagine stand up is from all the stand up <laughs> yeah, you've listened yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's your take on. I'll whatever, just a, Seinfeld or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's just, yeah. I'll attach this Mike Birbiglia joke to this Patton Oswalt joke and change the nouns in it. And <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. How much of a Netflix comedian can I be? Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's like, you got some chuckles? or like, Oh, I mean, for like, sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Totally. I, like, there's definitely been some points in my life when I've done, like, a stand-up set that got nothing, and it's always when I've been like, it's time to get edgy. <laughs> <laughs> what does edgy yeah, look yeah. like for oh, you? Oh, just, like, it's fucking to get terrible, edgy. like, vegan cum jokes. <laughs> like, oh, just, God. like, atrocious. It's, I'm still 20, like, yeah. for some reason, I think this is a good idea. I mean, yeah, do you ever, like, experience that when you're doing, like, your, like, when you're riffing with the audience and, like, doing your musical comedy that, like, you find, like, this, like, the audience is, like, having a hard time jumping on board? Or do you think they're they're going along with you the whole way usually? Um, usually, honestly, like if I'm, it's like it's just way harder if it's a written thing for me to like get the audience on board. Like if I'm riffing, then it's like so easy to just like be like, you guys aren't digging this, and then they're like, right. we're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but. Like, yeah, if it's written, then I, like, have this idea of what the joke is and, like, what the joke's supposed to be and what the takeaway from the joke is supposed to be. And then I start getting all caught up in, like, oh, I'm not communicating what the essence of the thing is. And then it, like, turns into some other thing about religion or whatever, you know. And then, yeah, I just get all tripped up. But Mm -hmm. I have, like, a way easier time just communicating if it's just 
talking. Right, because I've, I've actually been doing a lot of crowd work in my stand-up, and people are like, oh, so cool, you just, like, talk to the crowd and make up stuff on the spot. It's actually almost sort of like a cheap trick, kind of. <laughs> Definitely. Because it's, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and you just kind of, like, say what is on stage, mm-hmm. and people will just kind of eat it up. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's, <laughs> like, there's nothing There's nothing really quick that I'm saying, or really over-the-top clever. I'll just, like, like, that shirt's blue, and people are like, the shirt is blue! And, yeah. like, they just, I don't know. Like, so I totally get, like, and that's why I've been, like, sort of more addicted to crowd work than actual, like, preparing, because, I don't know. Like, it's, it's scarier, but, like, at the same time, just sort of easier. Like, yeah, no, it's well, not I, as high stakes. I like, was telling you, like, that one time. I did it, yeah. I've done crowd work, like, one time, uh-huh. and I, like, tried to emulate John. <laughs> and I just, like, it was at the Improvathon, yeah. and uh, I, I was just like, so why are you here? Like, yeah, what made you want to do it? And they're like... I don't know. I just thought it'd be like a fun idea. I'm like, that's not a good enough reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. they just loved it. It was like it, so. Yeah. It, it was like not a. It was not yeah. good. It was not fun. That's kind of intimidating. <laughs> but it, it's just like, I, I think because they just say something dumb because they're put yeah. on the spot and you just like say that was dumb what exactly. you said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People feel the need to like be interesting and you're just asking them normal questions. Yeah. And it's like if they don't laugh, then they're gonna look mad yeah. and be an asshole. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's yeah. just it's super easy. Uh-huh. I mean, not, not, like, your crowd work is, like, genuinely really funny. Cause Thank you. you, like, I don't know. I well, like I don't know. It's, like, asking them normal questions, like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And then they feel the need to, like, be interesting, so they're, like, I don't know, what am I doing? I'm, like, what? <laughs> Just answer it like a normal person. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I mean, do you ever, like, how, like, I don't see you as this person, but, like, are you ever, like, kind of doing, like, the sort of, like, burn comedy? Like, what's up with those shoes or whatever? I mean, or is it really just... No, I try to stay away from that as much as I possibly can because I feel like I recognize like really early on that like comedy is about in a lot of ways is about power uh-huh. and that like we make like laughter happen because it's it's pain and so like you can make that happen in a good way or you can make it happen where you're shifting that pain onto somebody else right and like definitely and when I was in high school, I was like, you fucking dumb asshole, yeah. I fucking, you stupid little <laughs> pussy. And then like, you, you, yeah, you. Yeah, I'm the motherfucking shit. Yeah. Um, but like now I'm just like, how, as much as possible, like before something comes out, it goes through the like, is this going to bring people together filter? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then like, if it's like, no, it's like. <laughs> you <know>? Well, <laughs> you're talking earlier about punching up. Can you like speak to that a little more? But like, yeah, yeah totally. I mean, like we're uh, as like, like straight white dudes. I mean, not, not as a company dude. excluded. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, you just got to realize that like one, uh, there's a lot of things that you can say and that in the position that you're in, like you have a lot of power and you, you're speaking to an audience that has a lot of power in the social world. So if you're saying things that like are making changes for people that aren't of your demographic, then that's a good thing. And then you also have to realize like there's a lot of things that I might find funny that I only find funny because I'm in this position of power right? and that I need to like broaden my horizons or like even looking back at like, the Chappelle show or just Dave Chappelle's humor and like the way like you know like when I was young when I was in high school I was like you know like oh this is like hilarious it's like jokes about black people and it's like (laughs) just totally flying like Uh right over my fucking head and like then you go back at it and look at it and be like holy shit this is like intensely intricately constructed like commentary on what's going on in the racial sphere in Mm -hmm. this country 
or like that. I remember this one interview where he's talking about the bit where he's like rolling through the hood and he sees this baby on the street selling weed. Yeah. And he is like locking the doors of his limo. And then he's like talking about how like no one's, no one gets the fact that that joke is about me being in the hood in the limo feeling uncomfortable as someone right. that was raised in the hood. And I was uh-huh. like, Oh my God, you're blowing my yeah. fucking mind. When, when he listened to that joke, you're like a baby smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like take it for like, just on the very first couple. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But like at the bottom, at the bottom of every joke, you just got to look at like, what am I literally saying? Uh-huh. Like what is actually at the end of this? Because even if you go through all those checks and balances and all this stuff and all the, you know, checks, you could end up still hurting somebody, which is, like, I mean, like, I'm not of the belief that, like, you should make your uh, comedy, like, the goal of it is to protect everybody and that to, like, offend, <clears throat> offending people is, like, always bad. But, like, you got to check who you're offending. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're uh, checking, if you're offending people that are just, like, getting shit on every day in right. all aspects of society, then it's, like... Yeah, I mean, like, that goes against my core values. I don't right. yeah. believe I mean, it's in like, that. Well, it's, it's, first, it's just so easy, and it's like, what good are you doing at that point? Like, yeah. I don't know, it's like, I don't know. And, and, and on the flip side of that, like, I guess not every joke has a message, per se, right? I mean, like, does your plant bit have a message? I mean, that was like the core. I don't, I don't have a plant bit. You have a plant bit, and it goes, you ever think about plants? What has a plant ever done I would like to. I would like to think it's subverting uh, comedy tropes. <laughs> Is really? That, yeah. That's the message? That's the message. I mean, not everything. But like, that, like, I heard a joke like, I have a stepladder. I never knew my real ladder. Like, it's just like a funny, like, one-two punch. I don't think... There's like, there's like those jokes that just... There are no stakes, right? It's just, it's funny. And that's well, it, right? I don't know. I mean, like, I, I have a stepladder. I never knew my, my real ladder. Like, there's a lot of people that, like, have step parents that have never known their real step parents or whoa that have never known have never known their real parents that you know like would really emotionally connect with that uh-huh. and like and that it's about like these assignments that we put on parental figures and how much importance that we actually put on biological figures in our life and what right. the actual standard family unit is in this uh-huh. country oh uh <laughs> But, you know, so, like, there's there's a shit ton of weight that goes into that that right. makes it funny. And you're right. It might not necessarily have a message. It's yeah. not saying, like, we need to reevaluate yeah. our vision <laughs> of the American family. It's uh-huh. just, like, it's using this weight and emotional connection that people have to make people okay. like that. No, that's true, yeah. So, I think everything could be... Okay, I have one more. All right. Yeah. Go for it. I'm okay. down. All right. So, this is a joke <laughs> that I have. And the joke... The bit's about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's like, why do they wear masks? Because it's like, we know you're turtles. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's what's the, what's the what's the message behind that one? Like... Oh, man. Yeah. Comedy guru. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott Tell me the message behind my own joke. Because I'm sure there is. Cause... Well, like, d- does it keep going? Does it, uh, do you it's have, sort like, of a... like... It's like when they all got together, whether it's like, we need to tell, we need to wear masks because I want this to be anonymous. I don't want people coming up to me on the street saying that, hey, you're that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle that saved my life. But we should also make our masks different colors just in case we get a following. I know that's, that's yeah, the, the, no, 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 I mean, it's, <laughs> it's good and I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean like, okay, you might've stumped me, but like, I guess, <laughs> I guess like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like what that at the very least like plays with is just like the amount of arbitrary uh, like rules and reasons why media creators do anything right. and like the fact that they're playing with 
the idolization of figures in order to sell toys. Uh-huh. Like, honestly, because it, it seems like it's a really corporate thing to just like, oh, well, they got to have masks. Right. They gotta, everyone, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got masks. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. For me, that's why it, it, it like... I guess it's a, there's a difference between like you know who are you attacking and what are you dismantling and what right. good is this doing uh-huh. and like why it personally hits home exactly. for me is because like the reason why they have those masks being stupid is because like yeah it is some stupid corporate uh-huh. bullshit that they need masks they right, don't yeah yeah I mean like I think for me it's just sort of like how willing we are to just accept things that make no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you just see like four giant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and they have masks and you're just like, yeah, like I'm on board. Like, why are we on board with that? Like just immediately. Like, yeah, yeah. no, nobody, nobody, not one person in the executive's room was just like, this makes no sense. They're just like, you know what? Yeah, let's take it. Let's take it to, let's make six seasons of this. Like, I don't know. You know, what's, what's great is that the, just, I, I was like, I saw this poster for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie uh-huh. and they're all like. It's all like the Grizzly reboot Ninja Turtles, right. and it's like the texture of their skin is so disgusting. Yeah, it's so bad. So they they would like be a, terrifying. A fucking like, wet football. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Like they're monsters. They're like, monsters. They would, they would eat pizza. But that's why they have to wear the masks. I maybe see, you'll yeah, think they're, they're right. people. They're yeah. like. <laughs> Like the, they were 2D, so that we wouldn't have to see what they actually look like. Right, yeah, <laughs> no right. one wants to see a giant turtle beast <laughs> mutant. people even when people are talking like at a volume just like when when they're hanging out and they're just like talking like this i'm just like shut the fuck up dude i'm like right here you can speak normal people talk so loud all the time it's crazy like you can talk like literally this quiet and people can hear you all the time like if everyone talked this quiet human ears can pick up certain frequencies and human voices i think like fall into those frequencies yeah. pretty well and like well you have like compressors like built into your ears and yeah. just like if everyone gets louder and louder it's like okay well i hear everything at the same volume that i heard when it was really quiet that's true <laughs> well i will say that it's true when you're hanging out with a group of young spry people 
but I deal with a lot of old people at work, and I feel like I'm projecting pretty loud, and I have to repeat myself five or six times. Do people <laughs> that are old at work just, like, not know what a phone is? And they're just yes, like, I want the one yeah. with the internet. And you're like, they yeah. all have the internet. Well, no, it's more like they... Old people, when they come in to buy a phone, and they think they're really cool for not wanting the internet. Yeah. <laughs> they come in and they're like, you know what? I don't need a smartphone. And I'm like, great. And it's like, uh, what, do you have one? Yes. Yeah. I don't need one. I'm like, per- cool. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, nobody, nobody cares that you don't need one. Yeah, it's like, what, what is that app you're using? Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I got Twitter. I don't need Twitter. Like, Great. They're like, the I original, don't care. They're the original hipsters. Like, yeah, they that. are. Seriously, they're. Just, I don't know. They Old think, people. They think they're better for some reason because they don't have a smartphone. But so that, they know what it is. But they don't. Need, and I was like, nobody needs a smartphone. That's what I say to people. You don't need this. That's how I sell. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dude, like, you're, like, uh, employee like, of the month. Do you month want this? Like, I guess you don't need it. But, well, it's kind of yeah. like reverse psychology because when you yeah. say that they don't need, it, they're like, oh well, yeah. this could be my choice. Like, exactly. I want yeah. this phone because you don't. That's yeah. a good, my really good way to look at it. I'll have to try that while <laughs> trying to sell eggplant. Eggplant. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't need this. No eggplant. one needs an eggplant. They're hard <laughs> yeah. to cook, but if you're up to the challenge, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this Whoa. is your choice. You mean you're not trying to sell me on? No, you actually shouldn't. I don't know if you could. I don't think you could cook. You're holding up the line. Move along. I don't want you to Wait. Ten eggplants. <laughs> I'd probably fall for that. Why are they called eggplants? Yeah. They're nothing like. I was eggs. gonna say that. That's a great yeah, stand-up. That is a good, I'm gonna talk I'm gonna about take, plants, I'm gonna take and then that. that's a great yeah. segue into now. I'm gonna talk, talk about, about eggplants. Plants. Why are they called? And people eggplants? would be like seamless transition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. I think it's because they're shaped like an egg, dude. They're like not yeah, yeah. at all. Well, they actually come in like a lot of different. There's like. Chinese eggplant, Thai eggplant, Japanese eggplant. <laughs> there's Italian eggplant. Have you ever seen like, a purple egg? No. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they're not. Well, on Easter, like, I guess. They're, like, <laughs> they're not shaped a like. purple egg? They're not shaped, shaped like anything else. Like, it's not like. That's less shaped like an egg and more shaped like a dodongladon. Like, it's. Do they taste like they, eggs? They should call it a goofy looking plant. If it, It's yeah. kind of all goofy looking. Uh-huh. I mean, like. I, I honestly like I don't know what to say. say like a bell pepper doesn't look that much like a bell. Looks yeah. more like a bell than an eggplant looks like, like an egg. I don't no, think okay, so. Okay, but like a bell is not an edible object, so there's yeah. more confusion when you get yeah. to an eggplant. Eggplant makes it seem like do they taste like eggs? Maybe that's what it is. No. no what? Why don't. then? Are they called eggplants? Do, are they are they being hatched? <laughs> is that how you? Uh, they're like if, laid by chickens. If you can get it's, I think this is really funny because I'm like. For some reason, getting kind of frustrated. <laughs> like I really shouldn't, but I'm like, you will not insult the noble eggplant. <laughs> I'm around eggplants all day. You guys don't know. I do think it's a real stupid name. <laughs> or maybe not, maybe the name maybe the names for eggs are stupid. Maybe that's what oh. it is. Oh, which came first, yeah. the, the, the eggplant, the eggplant, or the, or the egg? egg. Arguably the eggplant. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's like, I like to think of a person who like eats eggplants their whole lives and then stumbles upon an egg and be like, this is nothing like an eggplant. This looks, this is, these, this is white. Eggs are supposed to be purple. Good bit, John. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can do the seam, you can do the seamless transition. You can do the, your plant bit with the eggplant, and then I'll come on and oh, right I'm after going you. To. And be I, like, this is great. It's going to be this whole subversive yeah. thing where I do really bad traditional comedy. I'm excited. Cool. Oh, and I'll please do just really cut the yeah. rest of the eggplant conversation and, and just, just leave him. No. Just, could that be the whole podcast? <laughs> I mean, we're definitely leaving the part in where you said that you got frustrated. Yeah. I, <laughs> there's a lot, there, I feel like there's yeah. a lot of moments on the show where it's just like you saying something. I'm like, all right. Cool. All right. Yeah, good, it's fine. Good one, yeah, good, John. Good bit, John. Yeah. <laughs> You, were you born here? 
I was yeah. born in Virginia. I was born, I was born in Virginia. Where in? Fairfax. Whoa. Whoa. Dude. You were born in Fairfax? I was born in Arlington. Okay. Did what? you grow up in Virginia? No. Okay, I good. Moved here when I, was, I moved here when I was four. Like, did yeah. you go to Marshall High School? <laughs> or were you my best what? friend? <laughs> John <Yeah>. Lee? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and podcast over. Me and John <laughs> run away <laughs> <Yes>. together. <laughs> they just, they just actually went yeah. off on like a, on a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen that shit before in my life. <laughs> Maybe button. Scott was right. Nothing exists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when did you move? here um so i i just went i went to evergreen so when i in 2010 i started attending the evergreen state college and then i was there for four years and then i lived in olympia for one more year and then i moved to los angeles which is a giant pit of fire do you you still yeah do you still (laughs) do you still visit virginia or Um, how were the virginia years uh virginia years were were uh great ish uh you know i mean it was like my youth so uh-huh. a little give and take but uh does your family does your whole family still live over there my or? my parents actually moved to maryland okay um so you know near virginia uh-huh. right. <laughs> there are so uh, many states i don't know anything about yeah that you don't really need to although <laughs> there's just nothing like east coast pizza like the whole east coast is just oh, okay. like yeah over here yeah, they're open just... your mind kevin yeah, it's, there are other kinds of pizzas. Yeah, but we also have good Mexican food on the West Coast. Well, not in Washington, but on yeah. like the No, West fair Coast. enough. Like, yeah. totally. It's it's the same thing, though, where it's like on, in in the the East Coast, there's just like, eh, this is Mexican food. And like, yeah. oh, this is some good Mexican food. And then like, over here, you're like, oh my God. But like, you over there, it's just like, you roll to a place called Scatini's and you get like two slices of pizza for $3 and they just throw them at you on a piece of tin foil and it's like so so good. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. There's just nothing like that over here. It's all mm. just like dominoes. Well, and, and like the case is good. Yeah, my case is fine. It's and, fine. And then like you know, oh, this is like goat cheese with paprika, and you're like, that doesn't even sound good, but yeah. I'll pay four dollars for it. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. we do get really. Ex- I don't know. We put too much stuff on our pizza. Have you ever had an eggplant on a pizza? Wait, I think they do actually at uh, Gone Mountain Pizza. Yeah, that's why that's why I said it. Oh, really? Okay. Totally. I mean, it sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. (laughs) (laughs) But not East Coast good. Yeah, no, not East Coast good. Uh, so the Virginia years were good. I mean, yeah, no, totally. I like. I mean, I I still am friends with a lot of my friends from high school, and uh, yeah, like. Do you look fondly back on high school? Yeah, I definitely don't like look i like i rarely look back fondly on who i was previously okay. i'm i rarely look back on a previous version of myself and i'm like i wish i was still that guy right i mean like <laughs> so, how, how yeah. different how different were you back then or? i was like uh i was i don't know i i think I, well for one i was like 100 pounds heavier oh really yeah I was, back, back in high school back in high school okay. up until uh um my 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 first year of college, uh-huh. I lost like a hundred pounds. I just okay, got like wow. really really depressed and stopped uh-huh. eating. And okay. uh, it's it's always really funny when people go like, "Wow, you lost hundred pounds? How'd right. you do it?" And uh-huh. I'm just like, "It just got really just really got fucking sad. sad." Yeah. But my my little tag bit to that is always like, if you're gonna get really depressed and develop an eating disorder, I would recommend the one that caused you to lose weight <laughs> rather than yeah. the one that caused yeah. you to gain a hundred pounds. Cause option the, A instead the, of option B. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and I, I was always really heavy growing up uh-huh. and I was always really insecure and I grew up like comparing myself to 
my brother a lot um and like for a lot of reasons like developed a lot of ways of interacting with the world and like being really really extroverted and being like always striving to like set myself out as different and like uh being really you know attention i I, attention getty like you know i just Uh wanted loved attention right it's it's sort of this idea that's sort of like all right i'm like the heavy kid growing up i'm just gonna lean into the yeah, yeah totally. just steer into it like, yeah yeah oh man i like made so many like jokes about how i was fat like i would uh, just like make jokes about how i was fat so right. i could beat anybody else to the punch like yeah, you know totally. you know you can't make a joke about me being fat because uh-huh. like i've already made like six jokes that kick the shit out of you <laughs> right, honestly yeah, exactly. like, for sure yeah. it's like the final rap scene in eight mile I, I don't no. know that reference well, he like, uh, he, like makes oh dude of himself, it's like, so good and then the other guy's like i can't think of anything and then it was so. like choke, choke, choke. <laughs> yeah, and he does. That's just, yeah, that's what you were saying to everyone in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I w- I am Eminem. That's yeah, you figured I'm, it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I leaned into it like really hard, and then I like definitely developed some like bully aspects to my personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in... like you were bullying others. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like not not like in like standard jock ways but that's never what it looks like uh-huh. it, it looks like a a group of friends and then like one one of the members of the group of friends always gets like nice dude like nice right. that was super funny uh-huh. like hey yeah. remember that one time that he said this and like everyone brings it up and like right. and totally. you just like trash on them and yes. then all the time and then like you look back a couple of years ago that was fucked up yeah. dude. dude. <laughs> seriously you're like you look back and you're like turns out that one weird kid in high school was just a lightning rod for all of your own insecurities like, yeah for sure it's, ba- it's terrible and like do what do you think would you say like you were like the leader of the pack of like when it came to like instigating in, those situations uh in yeah like definitely i mean this is i had like a bunch of different groups of friends and so within my group of theater friends that was definitely uh definitely true and like i definitely have a lot of like really natural uh leadership qualities which i'm not like trying to like be like you should hire me but uh (laughs) like it definitely like develops pretty naturally like every time that i end up taking a leadership role and so like now looking back on that i just think about like okay that is how it can go wrong right Mm -hmm. yeah you can get people like rally behind you pretty easy it sounds like yeah yeah and then like you can use that to direct your insecurities at one person Uh or you can like use that to bring that person up right exactly who's like obviously Uh you know quoting family guy and shit and you're just like (laughs) quoting family guy you fucking loser (laughs) (laughs) uh so what so what brought you uh to washington just was it you wanted to go to school over here uh yeah i um my brother told me about the about the Evergreen State College. He was in Olympia, and he was like, "Oh, they've got a beautiful campus." But he was actually on like the Capitol campus. He <laughs> never had been right. to Evergreen. No. <laughs> and, like, and then I looked it up, and like I just had horrible grades in high school, and uh, it was like, "You should come to Evergreen if you're like a crazy, unique individual, and no one gets you." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's totally yeah. me." It's like Greendale Community College. Yeah, <laughs> but like it was like people like it was weird because like you got there and it was just like, holy shit. Like everyone is like a weird outcast, like Mm -hmm. loser dude that only got by because they made people laugh. Right. Holy shit. (laughs) Everyone on this show. Um, Yeah. uh, So like you said that you kind of fell into depression when you moved over here. I mean, did you, uh, 
Like, when did that start? Like, almost immediately, or was it? Well, you know, like, I, I was always just such a terrible student, and, um, like, like, the kind of person that was, like, uh, always just, like, wouldn't, just would never go to class and would never do the homework and would just, like, destroy the test and then, you know, get a C and be like, whatever, later. Um, well, wait, real quick. I want to talk about that for a sec because I was a terrible student as well. Yeah. And it's like, where? I mean, like, I know you did pretty well. You're, you're, good. you're a good student. No. Yeah? No? I did the, like, the exact same thing. Oh, I would, really? I yeah. would put it off until, like, the last day and then uh-huh. just, like, bullshit an entire, like, month of work and then, yeah, get, like, a C. All right. I mean, like, why did we do that? Like, we're know. students. It's not like we had anything else going on. It's like, oh, my full-time job is really eating up my time. It's like, we might as well I just tried hard at school. Like, Yeah, I guess for me it was just, like, I, I just couldn't, like, I, I was really headstrong and, like, I just couldn't justify to myself doing something that didn't make sense to do. Just, yeah. like, I'm not going to fucking do this homework. Like, I know this better than the teacher does. Right. And, like, I'm not going to do this fucking shitty math homework uh-huh. when I could just sleep, not even go to class and, like, get an A on the test. Right. Like, yeah. That, and there's and I feel no- like, yeah, most creative people are kind of have that attitude of sort of like, this does, I just, I know this like, isn't directly benefiting me in. Yeah. In any way. Yeah. And I know that this is like just a product of the system and I'm not going to like treat the symptoms of this problem until you come up with a cure for it. Right. Like mm-hmm. this, the education system is broken uh-huh. and you're garbage and I'm, <laughs> I'm just angry at everything forever. Um, yeah. But like, I always, I mean, like, I loved school and I loved learning. Like, I was really, really tight with my Latin teacher. Uh-huh. And, like, I would always skip second period and just hang out with him and drink coffee. <laughs> which And, like, we'd just talk about mythology and stuff. Right, and, yeah. like, he taught this class called Theory of Knowledge, which I never took. But, like, we would just hang out and go over the Theory of Knowledge, yeah. like, curriculum. And, like, so I loved school and I loved learning, but, like, Anyway, like I kind of, I kind of had a falling out somewhat with a lot of my high school friends right at the end of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is that? Because I, I was like kind of a bully, and okay. like my, oh, whoa. yeah, yeah, and like we, we did this theater trip every year to New York, uh-huh. and like I just remember like my, this girl, Shanidria. That's that not, name? no. Okay. I was like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. Shinidria came, came to my room and knocked on the door and she literally said like, here's what's going to happen. Um, she, she told everyone that I was sharing a, a hotel room with. She uh-huh. was like, you guys are all going to leave. And this is like really dumb high school shit, but it also mm-hmm. happened right at the end of like on this big trip in my senior right. year. And I had had this girlfriend and like we had broken up and we had had this really long, awkward year of still doing theater together. Right. And, uh, and so my, and so Shinidra is just like, I'm going to tell you everything I've always wanted to tell you and you're not going to say anything and I'm going to leave and we're never going to talk to each other again. Whoa. Wow. And then she just fucking destroyed me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, What'd and then she just, say, like, she just was just like, like, this is like, this is why you treat this person like this. And uh, because like, I know like just because these terrible things have happened to you, you can't just turn them around. And like the way you've treated Garuma was terrible. And uh, the way that this and this and this, and like you lied to this person and like, you misled all of us. And we all looked up to you and you let us all down and uh, just like, whoa. yeah, really fucking how, how valid were these accusations that, I mean, like, fairly valid. Yeah. I mean, is that, how, is that how you felt at the time? Were you really, like, felt, like, convicted? Like, wow, it's like, you're... Yeah, I mean, like, I, def- right. 
I was yeah, like because yeah. it's like that's when you're like somebody that's like generating momentum off of subverting your own insecurities. It's not mm. like you're unaware of your own insecurities. Yeah, right. but like, it just kind of like made them all true to you. Is yeah. that, it just, that sort of thing? Yeah, like, totally. And like, yeah. Oh man, it's like remembering all this is just like remembering how like how worried I was about what everyone thought of me mm-hmm. and how worried I was about all these things. And then just like, of course she just comes in and tells you like everything you've ever been worried about is true. In song. I wrote this song. Yeah. 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 It's almost like this thing where like, it's the end of high school and this girl is like, you thought you could get away with this and just ride off into the yeah. sunset. You can't like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, what'd you, how did that like affect? Did you make changes based on that conversation? I mean, it was the like... last, it was the last like two or three weeks of high school. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. We had this big, Yikes. like me and the girl that I, I had been dating previously. Like we, you know, we were like the two like theater people right. in the, in the head of the theater department. Okay. And okay. so like we, you know, we had had this long year of like kind of ignoring each other, but also playing the leads in like every show. And then like, there's this big show thing at the end of the year called the choreography projects, which is like just this big fun end of the year thing. And I just like, I didn't go to school for the last three weeks after that incident. I was just like, I'm nope. Like I, I went to graduation. I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to anything. Mm -hmm. I just stopped going to school. And so then I was like, and part of going to Evergreen was like, I was just having this fucking terrible year of being around all my friends while this girl that I had dated was dating somebody else who, who played music by the way. Mm -hmm. And that is like definitely a part of why I started playing music was that she was dating somebody that was a musician. And I was like, maybe if I, yeah, right. but then I like, yeah, yeah. but then I started playing music, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is yeah. the bomb!" Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But it always like reminds me, like, dude, you like when you started playing, it, yeah. part of it was like, "I'm gonna get it back." Yeah, uh, <laughs> and she she also knows that now, which we, like we're we're great friends now. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, like, so I didn't go to school for the rest of the year, and then like I lived and worked on this farm with one of my old best friends, and that kind of got a little bit tense and I kind of had this idea of just like, I need to get, I need to get as far away as possible. I need to like go to Washington. I need to like just where it rains, start the fuck over and like get rid of all this stuff. And I started going and I got like really like I, I, I started doing bad in my class and I started getting like really, really, really scared mm-hmm. because I, and I just started kind of like panicking and I stopped going to class and I didn't get any credit. And I was just like, I like I, for the first quarter and I was just like, so it was this idea that like everyone was right about me. Yeah. Like every, yeah. everything that she said is just absolutely right. true. Like I'm just a total, I wasn't meant to go to college. I wasn't meant to succeed at high school. Right. I'm not any different than anybody else. It's not like I have some special past that allows me to pass my classes. It's just that everyone's got to do a good job and I'm not doing a good job and I'm a giant fuck up. Right. And so I like, and I didn't have any friends and I was like ashamed of who I was. And, but I mean, is that what was sort of like the birth of the, like the eating disorder? Is that th- those years? I mean, like, cause I don't yeah. know if you want to like speak to that, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, especially like performers, uh, whether it's just through, like stress or anxiety that like that starts to develop. Yeah. It was like this idea that I didn't, didn't deserve it. Okay. It was like that I, I really didn't deserve to be, to be happy. Uh-huh. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, like, I, I really like, I felt like I didn't like deserve anything. Like I didn't bring any musical instruments with me mm-hmm. when I went out there. Cause I was like, I'm not a musician. Like, that's not right. me. I'm not good enough to do that. I, I like had this idea of who I was supposed to be and who I was going to become. And I was going to fix everything, all the extrovertedness that had, that had led me and all the need for attention that had led me to hurt people before. Uh-huh. And I was, I had this idea of myself that was going to be like, I'm going to wear sweaters and I'm going to like read books. <laughs> like, this yeah, is literally what I thought, sweaters. you know, and like, and I'll, I'll be like, like soft spoken Scott. Who's like, right. <laughs> I'm never going to cuss ever again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, and that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, and it just like it really backfired because I was like repressing. I just wasn't being myself, and I was afraid of of who I was and like all this shit, you know. And right. so like I went home and I was like, I didn't fucking do good in school like at all. I got zero credit, mm-hmm. and I just remember like my mom, like I remember exactly the sound bite of her just being like, "Oh, Scott, I am so sad." And oh, it, it, it was like, yeah, you know, it's like whenever you have something like that where you can just still hear it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Still rings, oh, yeah. God. Uh-huh. It just kills you. Uh-huh. Um, but like I did, I did good in the rest of school. I did, I did fine and like picked it up and it was a great feeling. I made like a bunch of friends and then I got a lead in the play and I started being myself again. I started playing in a band and uh, I started playing all the time. But the kind of like trend of losing weight continued like I, I didn't I didn't get uh I I continued to lose weight even though I wasn't like thin I guess I just wasn't like I had I had replaced my need to like compulsively eat to um deal with insecurities with something else I don't know like, yeah, right, it, yeah. like I used to just like get really nervous or anxious and then eat like when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And then like now when I did, I would just like play music or something right. like yeah, that. So it sounds like having those creative outlets helped you kind of come out of that funk. Oh my God. Yeah. Now I know that those are like the most like important things to have. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus Christ, dude, like, man, what do you think is like the most, like, cause you do a lot of things. What do you think is like the most therapeutic art form for you? Is it just sitting down and writing for a whole day or getting on stage? It's all for different purposes. Like uh-huh. when I, I have like really crazy, uh, um, sleep issues. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and have these crazy hallucinations. I'll have like crazy nightmares and shit. And, um, and then I'll have like a really hard time getting to sleep and not like the, like I watched a whole season of Buffy kind, but mm-hmm. just like yeah. the, you know, uh, but like for, for that, like I have to just like write. I have to write like a whole whole page of shit and it just like gets all this stuff that's rolling around up here out on the page. Um for dealing with like traumatic events, like making people laugh with them is like the most important for me, I think. Like right. uh I like when I was seventeen I saw this I saw this woman get shot and Whoa. uh and killed and um like it was very i remember i wrote this piece that kind of like dealt dealt with that and dealt with the ways in which like the kids in the car that i was with like immediately started joking about it and how like i thought at the the time that that was like so inappropriate but that like it was just really so necessary right because it's i mean we all know it's like a way of owning it yeah and then like 
like yeah as soon as you can find the like the little grips of absurdity to like grab onto and just be like that was crazy okay understand that that wasn't like what normally happens in life or like what i deserve to see like recently uh more recently in los angeles like i saw this homeless guy get killed by a car just like whoa yeah and by like a a drug dealer hit and run that just like wow yeah and it was like i had to and it was like right outside of my house too. Uh-huh. Like I pass exactly where that happened every day, and like, also just like in Los Angeles, like I live in basically what's Skid Row, and it's just like there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of homeless people in tents on the sidewalk, and people that are clearly addicted to drugs and 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 prostitutes on street corners, right, and, yeah. and like it's it's very grim. It's uh-huh. super wow. bleak, and um, and yeah like it's like you have to like show respect for these people and like you know i when if people when people ask for me for money like i always you know engage with them and talk with them and stuff like that and like i can't always give them money and Mm -hmm. like there's like an endless amount of debate about whether or not it's a good idea to give homeless people money and like a lot of people say it's just feeds the problem you know it's like oh i don't fucking care so like i just like (laughs) talk to them about like Uh their day and about like i like your purple shirt and shit like that but like you like you have to joke about it like when you you know when you see somebody like like just yelling about like fig newtons or something in the middle of the street Mm -hmm. and you're just like well that person's fucking mentally ill but like if i don't laugh about the fact that they're screaming about fig newtons like right what else do you have making jokes Yeah. yeah 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 totally how do you think like your parents influenced you growing up and like how in turn did that influence your uh your comedy and your music um i feel like a really big part of how my parents influenced it and i I guess i'm just kind of broaden this to like my whole family my mom is super extroverted and my dad is like a giant boulder that someone taped its (laughs) mouth shut (laughs) um and uh but like my dad's also like pretty funny but like my mom played piano and like my dad is like a ripping harmonica player but i didn't find that out until i was like 17 or something like that yeah yeah dude it it pissed me off so much dude (laughs) i like found this bag of really nice harmonicas i was like and i was just when i was starting getting music and i was like dad are these yours and he was like oh yeah (laughs) that's so cool dude um that's so funny yeah but i think that like the family unit had a really big part to play in it because my brother played music the entire time he was growing up. Is your older brother? Yeah, yeah. And my my parents, like, my mom would always talk about how gifted he was uh-huh. and, like, kind of, like, almost straight up, like, about how I wasn't gifted right. in that oh. way. Yeah, like, it, it not not exactly, but, like, it, it was a complicated situation because he, he had epilepsy when mm. he was young and, like, it, it required, like, a lot of attention from my parents and, like, it, I just remember it, like, shifting the focus from me a lot and it kind of, like... You know, they just really, they really wanted him to succeed. They just really wanted him to f- pursue music and wanted to encourage that. And, like, I was just like, maybe I should play the drums, too. And they were like, you don't have to do that. He's, like, really good at it. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they, you know, they did their best. And it, like, uh, yeah. it worked out for the best because, like, I spent a really long time doing theater. And, like, right. I got a lot of stuff out of that. And, like, I'm very satisfied with my level of musicianship now. And like, But it always felt like... Your interest in music, they could almost, like, take it or leave it. Like, oh, you could be in other things. They, you know, like, it was, like, more, like, just they could take or leave 
this is like really really sad to say it was like they could take or leave me entirely like they it was just they were like really focused on dealing with with keith and his epilepsy right. and then he started having a lot of trouble in school and then uh, they had to like send him to rehab and do do all this this stuff with him which is actually how he ended up in washington right. and uh like that's not really mine to say like oh he's been like sober for eight years but like they just spent like a lot of time focused on him and it just kind of like led me to like having this mode of being where I was like really searching for attention and it didn't lead me to doing music into until a while later because like that didn't succeed with my parents nor did it really succeed with anybody else because I was bad at it yeah (laughs) So when it comes to like writing songs, are you writing about like breakups and stuff like that? Or uh, I definitely did, and then definitely sometimes like still do. But like at this point, like whenever there's a song about a breakup or something sad, like I just get to this point where I'm very instantly like I don't care anymore. Right. Yeah. Like, totally. Uh-huh. And like I I don't know. Like I'm at a re- really weird place with music because I just like I like I really. Like, I look up to a lot of artists that write about really serious stuff, but, like, I just can't take it seriously when I get into it. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, like, a if it's a confidence thing. or And it's, like, I look back on some of the music that I've written that is really sad or really serious or really something like that, and it, and it still speaks to me. So I don't know what's changed now. And, like... Well, it, we, had, we had a guest on uh, just recently, Linnea, and she was talking about, like, when a performer is, like, really trying to make you feel something... Like, your mirror neurons are like, I'm not going to feel this way, you know? Right, sort of yeah. Like when something's like, hey, this is so serious. And it's like, well, now, like, I'm going to specifically say, I'm not going to take this seriously. Totally, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, I can't, I'm just, like, having trouble accessing the, the, I'm just having trouble being genuine in that <laughs> uh-huh. way, like, very, very honestly, like. Right. Well, and, and talk a, a little bit about, like, your more serious music projects, because I know you've talked to me a little bit about being in, like, bands in the past, and those sure. are, now you're kind of, like, not in those bands anymore, and you're doing the comedy thing, so what what was, like, that like, and what sh- made you shift away from that? Well, okay, so I'll just give, like, a, a, a brief history, like, I used to, like, perform under, I used to perform, like, a singer-songwriter thing with a band, and that was called Noodlebird. And that was like <laughs> songs that I had written that was backed by a full band. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And I like regret all that music greatly. <laughs> um, although I, it's like, I don't regret like a lot of the songs. Like there's still some of those songs that I still really like, but yeah. like, uh, just like what my attitude was and my goal was and my right. idea of what I was supposed to be. And like my, my priorities was just like so strange. And then, so I formed this band with, uh, some of my best, my, my best friends, uh, Kyle and my brother Keith and my other best friend Caleb, mm-hmm. not the one that's up here, <laughs> right, right. but uh, just this other guy. And they were just such incredible musicians. Like uh-huh. they, all of them, like are just so good and so much better than I am at anything. Um, and like we kind of took it to this level where it wasn't like outrightly like comedy music, but it definitely wasn't like we weren't gonna write serious songs about breakups like it was all very lighthearted, and we were all very inspired by zappa and we wanted to write about serious things in a in a not serious way and me and caleb talked a lot about like what our aesthetics were mm-hmm. and like what our goals were and like i'm so into things like louis or don hertzfeld where it's just like so incredibly like 
like beautiful and and funny that you would never laugh because it's so sad yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was he was so into like things that were really beautiful and also really offensive okay oh, and you know and like we kind of found a way to kind of incorporate that but also things that were like just really weird um and then like also i just really loved the idea of having like this really weird, like we had this song that was this crazy, you know, thing. I had this these parts in seven, eight, and all these key changes and all this, you know, it was like prog, indie prog music, and mm-hmm. like, uh, that. And it started with this thing where we were just like, and this is, I think it's in like fifteen eight or seventeen eight, but it's any amount of tomato is the right amount of tomato. Any amount of tomato is the right <laughs> amount of tomato. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Um, and uh, that's great. Yeah, I only did it twice. We do it four times. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of rambling, but like I love, like the idea, the idea that the music would be everything, all encompassing, like broadly right. influenced by all these people that write really genuine music and really silly music because like comedy and pain and crying and laughing are really the same thing. So like, yeah. in the middle of this really hilarious experience, you just should get hit with something really sad. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's a thing in that podcast that I really want to steal, uh, and it's like, but I just specifically want to ask you this question: is like, when is the hardest time you've ever laughed, and like, just what makes you laugh in general? Oh my god, dude, that's such a because those stories are always sort of like, when's the hardest time you've ever laughed, and it's never like, I don't know, just I yeah. I have an answer. You have an answer, and what's it was answer? it was just like, God, it, it's such yeah. a weird story. It's not a story that is gonna 
be good. Well, like for me, like the it's the 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 breakfast food thing, right? Like the oh is yeah. there a fourth one? Like the, I thought that was so funny. That's like, the hardest you've ever laughed. Not the hardest, but like the hardest in probably a long, long time. Oh, nice. like, I made John laugh the hardest he's laughed in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, those stories are usually like and nobody else was laughing. It's usually like you'd find yourself like just giggling to yourself. So okay, well I was yeah. at I was at like a Target in a mall, and okay. I was just at the little food area, right? And me and my friend were looking out the window. There was like this little like kids play area or whatever, just like right. There's like a bar and like a window or whatever, like a like just a place to sit and eat. And so we were just like watching, uh, like people watching, yeah. and uh, we just saw like this old guy just like kind of like walking around, and he just did. It didn't look like any of the kids were his, and uh-huh. so we like we were just kind of like joking around, like uh, like I, I don't remember what the joke was, right. but it was like <laughs> he's just hanging around here, like having a good time, whatever. And then uh, there's like this little Asian kid that like just didn't look like related to this guy uh-huh. at all. They didn't look like they had right. any connection, and then he like goes up and picks up the kid and like smells his diaper and like walks away. I'm sure it was just like like a babysitter or like or like a relative that just didn't look like him. But it was just we were just like, oh, it's just this old guy hanging around like this kid area. And then he like we're like, oh, was he shopping for a kid? And so for some reason we just like were crying. We fell on the ground and we were crying because like we just hope this kid wasn't kidnapped. But like. It was so he funny. Just walk. Like, I love that, I the know. idea of like you like walks at a frame. Like, it's like where do you No, that's what it was. Because yeah. we had this window, it was like watching on a screen basically. But it was it was just like we had been talking about like I don't know, this guy uh, being that. creepy and yeah. then it just turned and it, but it was like him just standing there. Like right. there's no other context from being uh-huh. creepy other than just like hanging around. And then like that happened and it just validated like everything right. we had set up and it <laughs> saying it now I just like regret tell, like saying that story, but it was so fucking funny. Do you have like a specific instance where like you just Oh man, it's lying? it's really hard to pick. Um I guess I, f- I feel like there's one where I was playing this I, I like I didn't get a lot of sleep in high school. I just pulled like all nighter after all nighter and mm-hmm. like would always come to school delirious as fuck and like there, so there's like a bunch of I feel like there's like a bunch of times where I could be like well I tell this story where I was on acid <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like that doesn't count or like this story where I was like super delirious at school and we were playing this this warm up and then like my friend we had this 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 warm up called Crazy Dave and it was just like you had this thing where you would go like Crazy Dave looks just like Bo and everyone would repeat Crazy Dave looks just like Bo and then someone would go like Crazy Bo just like looks Dave Crazy Bo just like looks Dave and you'd just switch around the words uh-huh, and I, right. my friend just was like Bo just crazy Chinese duck and I just like oh my god I like I crawled out of the room because I was so delirious and like why did he say that? he's just a hilarious man <laughs> Chinese like, duck so yeah yeah he's just super funny but, I, like, I actually have a more recent example yeah. too because I, I want to like modify my uh-huh. I don't like my example you don't like yours uh, the most recent up. one was at the Improvathon uh, and it, it was like in the middle it was like in the middle of the set so we were all very very tired and uh there is this scene where, like, the two improvisers, like, they're, one of them was just, like, uh, oh, God, I don't know how to explain this. Maybe I'll just cut everything I've ever said <laughs> in this show. Um, well, how did it go? Oh, yeah, like, one improviser was just, like, counting. Like, she was just counting. It was kind of, like, a weird choice, but it was, it was a choice. And she was counting, and the other person, like, didn't know what was what Caleb was going on. Me, yeah, about this, it was so good. Okay, and then... Uh, Somebody like, oh, somebody like rang a phone of one of the characters on stage and it was the person who wasn't counting and they were just like, 
don't let her get to a hundred. Yeah. And then I'm like on stage and I have nothing. I'm just like, I was like on the edge of my seat. Like what's happening? And she was at like 50 or something. And we we're doing a three, two, one. So we didn't know when the scene was going to end. Get to um, and she just kept counting and she was only at 50. I'm like, we're not getting to a hundred. Yeah. It's not going to get to a hundred. I want to know what happens. And I was like, we got to 90. And like, so she, got the, she started counting and I just like, had no idea what was going to happen. I was like sitting there yeah. and then at a hundred, Jake Ferg jumps on stage. He says, I'm Macho Man. And he said, <laughs> like he burst out of a wall basically and I mean I don't think it's like that hilarious of a moment but I just remember I specifically was so like on the edge of my seat on the side of the stage I just was crying I felt I was like uh, there's three so members funny. of the audience and I don't think like anybody laughed as hard uh, as I did I, I was just that. like on the floor rolling around and I uh, couldn't <laughs> Jake and then it's someone so jumped funny. from the other side and, yeah. and like was another character and like was that the Kool-Aid man? I think it was the Kool-Aid the man Kool-Aid and then they started, they started wrestling and then like Caleb jumped on as like a referee and I was just I lost it <laughs> yeah oh, I love that so much I remember so when, when Caleb explained it to me he just said like it wasn't like she got to 100 and then everyone was like oh shit what do we do it yeah. was just like instantly they were yeah. on stage and he was the referee like <laughs> one two three yeah. Yeah. no there was no hesitation because I like I wasn't jumping out I like, had nothing and I, I was like very much just yeah, like right. I want to know what's gonna happen and that was what was so satisfying is like there wasn't a hesitation Jake jumped on yeah. stage and made so- this extremely <laughs> strong choice <laughs> <laughs> just it was like this weird surreal like uh, why yeah. why did that why does she have control of this like, like, oh, and don't let her get to a hundred who was that yeah. who was yeah. there's so many questions and i just it was so i mean in funny. general i guess what what makes you what makes you laugh like uh when it comes whether that's certain sitcom sketches or stand-ups um yeah i mean like i think that uh Kevin just like kind of explained it like really well just Um, when there's like so many questions (laughs) and like stuff like that and like I don't know I'm not really one for like awkward or cringy humor and I feel like that's something that everyone would say even though they all love The Office and all shows that that get Mm -hmm. cringy um the office isn't even that awkward and cringy it's no pretty, compared it's pretty compared to certain things that are yeah. nathan for you at all yeah dude. Oh, oh my gosh. I, it's yeah. like it's really funny but <laughs> yeah. it's just like i fucking can't do this dude <laughs> yeah. this no, is like totally like playing dead space <laughs> like it's insane can't? Uh, um what makes me laugh uh i don't know i mean like pat Oswalt has al- always been like w- one of my favorite comedians like uh-huh. really really deeply just because of how surreal he he gets and like how he plays with like what imagination is and i just like i i just like things that don't exist you know like Uh it's like i was thinking about another time when i've laughed really hard and it was i was road tripping down to california uh with my friend um with my with my friend kyle of java mazama and uh we just like I don't know. It just came up that like one someone that we knew in Olympia was telling us that their their friend moved to Hoquiam, and I did this like voice of him where he was like, like it was like, like hey Jack, how's it going? And he was like, Paul moved to Hoquiam, and then you're like, cool man, how are you? Paul moved to Hoquiam. <laughs> Hoquiam moved to Paul 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 moved to Hoquiam. <laughs> I don't know and it's just like this idea that like because like we didn't know him that well but like we would play music we would play shows together and Uh stuff and Mm -hmm. it's just like realizing that all these people that like you knew just like really in any functional sense just don't actually exist I don't know it's just like 
I feel like we all kind of like as people who are into comedy, like when people are like, "Oh, what kind of comedy you're into?" You you want to give that answer that's like, "Ah, yes, like Arrested Development," because of like these joke structures and all this. But then there's always like one or two things that kind of goes against that. That I feel like my example is like Nacho Libre. Like I think that's like oh, one so of funny. the funniest. So funny. I don't know. I feel like ever, I feel like you I could you could break down the comedy. I don't know. Why. I feel like it's actually I, really. Just I can't lowering. like explain why that movie is so funny. I mean, like every time I watch it, just it gets like, funnier. I'm like, just like Nacho. Yeah, like, that's just like, the best shit ever. So funny. Sucks to be me right now. How come? Like uh, so so quotable and just like. Uh, just like random lines like I hate orphans <laughs> like it's so funny oh, but like man. I can't like it's not that I'm like embarrassed that I like it but like I, I hate, hate all the orphans I hate all the orphans in the world yeah, <laughs> I can't like break down like the comedy structure behind it like yeah. why it's so funny same with like certain like Spongebob episodes I think are so funny but like there's there's yeah. one Spongebob moment sorry Kevin no no you're fine it's just like where it always sticks out to me but like they, it's it's the one where they, there's like the little caterpillar and it turns into a butterfly and they're like terrified of it right, and yeah. taking care of it for Sandy <laughs> and like the, like Patrick jumps in this barrel and then Spongebob runs up and he jumps on this little like sandbag in front of the barrel and then bounces from that into the barrel in in the distance between the sandbag and the barrel the sound from the six billion dollar man gets played and it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny. It's yes, like I think yeah. half a second of that. What normally would be like a seven-second clip. Like, <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> well, I don't. I, I definitely like. I, I, I don't know if it would describe both of them. I feel like it's, it's kind of describes it. But one of my favorite things in comedy. This also might not be the best way to describe it, but I just like non sequiturs, but like non sequiturs are things that specifically don't have like a logical connection, Uh but I don't know if that's like quite accurate. I just think I like things that have a weird logic where you see the through line of like how you get from A to B to C, but it's just like wacky like right. like it's not a traditional like progression exactly. of logic and it, it's just totally. so i don't know it's like why would you go i think another spongebob example is when i forget which episode it is but they're like skiing down a hill or something and they pass a guy and he's like they pass him so fast that like he's like on a tricycle yeah. like a lollipop he's like oh i can explain <laughs> like those like those moments are just like why why, why? Yeah, is he on a tricycle with a lollipop like and yeah. like as a writer like how do you go to that place just like Right. Totally. Without without like losing the audience mm-hmm. at the same time, just like kind of leaving them in the dark. Uh, uh, no, no, totally. Like I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like other other shows. I think like Rick and Morty. Yeah. What is what like in, that what and, inspires like, you yeah. creatively? Um, I, uh, God, I just really like, like, I I really like really surreal shit. Um, and I think that like what we're talking about, where, uh we're talking about like these non sequiturs that like you can see the through line, but it's really wacky is like, mm-hmm. that is something as me and Caleb are working on buddy and pal mm-hmm. that like really speaks to me because like the show is like about how insane the world that we actually live in is. Mm-hmm. And that like they live in this like giant city that's just fucking endless like skyscrapers and stuff where there's like, it's insanely industrial and like every building has like giant gears on it that's like also building something and like in the first episode like their apartment just gets like cut in half and replaced with a giant machine um (laughs) and like you know just about like how endlessly the world is like fucking you over and there's like this is so apropos of nothing and you can just like cut it but (laughs) i just like there's this one line 
because like buddy who's me is like really tall he's mm-hmm. like way taller than i actually am and like they can also like there's this weird like logic that we have with the show where they can just like take off their arms or something or like there's like an <laughs> like epi- in spongebob you can just take off his- <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's i don't know we're like trying to kind of like hone it in because it's in this like big place right now where it's like can they like fly like yeah. we have no idea yeah. what they can do but like there's like one episode that we have pitched that's like buddy just walks in and like pal's just a girl and he's just like are you a girl now and he's just like yeah i just decided i'd try it out and then buddy's like and like turns into a girl and like and then they and then there's like a slurping noise yeah yeah Yeah. and then they just like instantly fuck (laughs) Uh, um but like yeah, there's this one line in that episode where, like, there's, like, all these guys in the apartment that are installing this giant machine in their apartment and that, like, work for City Corps or, like, whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, that, and then, like, Pal is like, why don't you get a job working for them? And Buddy's like, I'm not going to work for the man. And then Pal's like, I don't think you'd fit in the suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. <laughs> but, oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. What inspires me? Like, I am really inspired by Rick and Morty. And me, both me and Caleb are very inspired by Broad City. And, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely think they're doing some of, like, the most amazing stuff in terms of, of comedy, uh-huh. like, right now. Because they're doing it in such a subtle way. And they're, like, they're, like, making a show that it's like, you know, guys that aren't feminists watch it and they're just like, I fucking love that show. And like, don't even think twice about how normally they would be like, that's a chick show. Yeah. totally. You know, like so many guys love that show and don't think twice about it. And it's just like, that's such a big deal. And it's such a big deal because like so few people are like, that's a huge deal. Yeah. 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 People just think it's like a great, great show and they don't realize like everything that's going on and there's like period jokes for yeah. that guys are getting and like being supportive right. of in terms of stand-ups like uh i really i mean like obviously like louis Patton are like super super deep down here um yeah Patton Patton for some reason like really speaks really truly to me like i've had cds of his since i was really young oh this is a really interesting story like uh, i don't know if you guys saw mike Berbiglia's special my girlfriend's uh-huh. boyfriend yeah, right, yeah. He's, yeah. he's my i'm, yeah, he's I'm in that yeah. special whoa oh, i'm really? the guy i'm the guy with the foot that gets I, grabbed no that's way no. i just realized yeah, yeah. that's totally me no, and then that... I'm, I'm with gabe too gabe i can Smith. actually picture you in that seat yeah that, i'm wearing red cr- pants and i'm that's like crazy yeah i'm laughing that's crazy you want the part where he jumps off the stage yeah this is seattle yeah we have that's a celebrity on that's gross <laughs> I've been on Netflix no, I, I, go wow, watch my boyfriend it's in like the, the first 10 minutes of like, no I think it's yeah. like 23 I don't know actually I think I've directed people to it and then they've like skipped it and we've spent like 10 minutes trying to find yeah. it really well, cool. I'm in an go episode I'm in an episode of Mythbusters really uh, it's one of the worst episodes <laughs> of Mythbusters I don't even remember which episode I never knew that uh, yeah so basically they try and prove that in like old planes uh, or that well they're just like seeing if like with contemporary propeller planes if you could start it by like pushing it uh hard enough basically because it happens in cartoons all the time and Mm -hmm. and, like i think it used to be possible because like that's how they were designed but they wanted to see if they could still do it uh and they couldn't and it's just kind of a boring premise and they use my friend's dad's plane right um and so you can see us in the background of the shot which was like (laughs) it was obviously a shot they didn't want to use but they had to and you can't even recognize me i was in seventh grade i'm just in the very distance it's the three of us in just standing there and i like step on my friend's foot and then we start fighting and then the the shot cuts uh 
It's so oh, funny. You guys are both in cool stuff. I'm done. <laughs> so I'm done. you have like you can actually be recognizable. Right, Mine's right. just like some stupid That's so kid funny. stepping on that. someone's foot. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty cool for me just because it was like I've. I had definitely been listening to Mike Rubiglia yeah, since I was awesome. like, really yeah, young. That's, yeah, that's I I love Mike Rubiglia so much. Cool. Yeah, he's he's really funny. Uh, I do. Let's get the takeaway. Oh, yeah. already? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. We yeah, have huh? a few minutes we can cut okay. anyway. So okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I just we, before I get on to uh, like moving on from influences, I want to just yeah, touch yeah. on musical influences. Oh no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, go for it. Uh, Sufjan Stevens is like super super deep. Like I just think he's. What's your favorite Sufjan album? Oh, I can't. I I mean like. Age of Odds, yes, like is so good. Okay. I'm glad that. You, I mean, it's it's hard. No, I I only bring that all of his albums are like great for their own reasons. But yeah. I just like, I don't know. I like it when people like Age of Odds the best because it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it it is like it is so truly amazing. And like yeah. the deeper that you get into it, and the more you listen to, it, the more you read about it, and the more you like hear it and actually listen to the lyrics, you're just like, this is insane. Yeah, this oh, is okay. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like all in like. Not all of it, but it's like so much of it is in like five four and shit. Mm-hmm. And then you know, it's like the be- he's like the master of the odd time signature, and that like it's the kind of odd time signature that you never realize is an odd, odd time signature. Yeah, um, so good. And uh, yeah, the, like Sufjan and Saint Vincent uh, is also like really really deep in there, and like yeah, it's weird because like I have like all this respect for all these singer songwriter people and all these like art rock people and then also like the jazz world like chris dave is like this drummer that i am like so madly in love with because he's so amazing but it's Mm -hmm. like just not the same thing at all it's like not even the same (laughs) goals remotely or anything yeah um and then like i have to plug my friend kyle baker who is in Joppa mazama but i also like he released this album called the idle wild that i listen to all the time and i mastered it and i play some instruments on it but like Honestly, even though he's like my best friend, it's just like such a huge inspiration. Yeah, to me. like totally. it's just such an amazing songwriter, and like, yeah, you should like instead of using any of my music, use <laughs> like just all no, of Kyle's sure. music, and just be like, Scott didn't write that song, yeah. but his friend Kyle did. You should listen <laughs> to his album, buy it. Well, awesome. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the takeaway. Take and uh, uh, so if anybody, if we were just like fast forward to just this portion of the episode, and this was the only thing that the listeners heard what would it be i i have this um uh it's it's like a stencil that's painted on the window uh right outside of my apartment in this little box and it's a picture of che guevara and it says the conditions are right and i always like keep it as a reminder for when i'm really depressed or feeling uninspired to just play music anyway or say something Mm -hmm. funny anyway because like there you're it's like i feel like it's maybe it's a condition of today and maybe it's like always a condition of making art that you are like oh i just need this thing i need yeah. this i need this new microphone i need this right. new guitar i i can't like make music without a bass or like uh-huh. i need to like get a drummer before i start this band or whatever mm-hmm. but it's like like nah like you it's right now like you do it yeah. with the tools that you have like every time or like you don't wait to to do it or don't wait to climb out of the hole like the thing you're about to do is you climbing out of the hole. Yeah, do right, it now. Yeah. The conditions oh, yeah, are right. Like yeah. Awesome. I love it. Oh, that's great. Perfect. Let's get, uh, let's get into plugs. Let's get into plugs. To yeah, yeah, you got any plugs? Uh, we don't know when this is going to air. This is going to air. Normally, we've yeah. actually been releasing them pretty close to like recording, yeah. so most plugs have been relevant, but this one yeah. is not. This one, yeah. So um, um, This could come out in like a month from now. So Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you, like you guys can check out wanintendo.bandcamp.com. There's a, we'll e- have a link. Yeah. E- yeah. EP called The Nightmare King on there that 
some people really really like um <laughs> that, we'll put uh maybe one nintendo is like the first song the first transition song yeah, and then for sure. you're you were gonna give us another song from another project um and then there's Japa mazama which is the old band uh there's two there's an ep and an album on there got everything you need is the ep and then wants to go to japan is the album um cool. that's a i mean i love that band i hope that i think we're going to add some new releases this summer that we're kind of finishing using the internet and me mixing everything that people are sending me um and hopefully going to go on tour at the end of the summer awesome. uh, get yeah, get yeah. everybody to fly out here um and make it to bellingham and make play it in my basement yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I i would be so stoked like it would be so illogical to do that like just with the logistics of like getting people to the right places yeah, uh-huh. and like people have totally, to catch totally. flights and stuff and like we should either start or end in olympia so like going to belly anyway. yeah well <laughs> we have to um and then kyle baker kyle h baker he's like just such a close friend such a huge inspiration uh-huh. um and i'm playing on on his music and then you can also look up uh, another member of Joppa Mazama, which is uh, caleb panado at ultrasoundmoms.bandcamp.com who's just a, a really in, incredible fucking player. Like, Jesus Christ. He plays, like, upside down. He's left-handed, plays a right-handed guitar upside down. He <laughs> knows he can, like, if you play anything, any chord, any melody, anything, you just sing, like, he'll play it exactly Whoa. back to you first try. He knows every song from from his heart, anything he's ever heard. Like, just... That's awesome. Yeah. An, an yeah. incredible dude. And he's got some music on there that I... I mastered and some stuff that I didn't. And that is just, you know, if you want to be like, Whoa, I didn't know that people could make a guitar sound like that. Like <laughs> yeah. you should definitely listen to him. That's awesome. Cause like, he's like everyone that I, I love and I, I only fuck with good people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, he's like definitely the most surefire. Like he's going to be huge. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah that's definitely. awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? What do you got? Plugs? Uh, I'm trying it's, to think yeah. like what's going to be relevant at the time. I mean, uh, I'm still doing shows at the upfront. Yep. Hopefully, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> uh, hope maybe my EP's out. <laughs> I doubt uh, it. I doubt we'll it. see. Uh, no, YouTube.com/slash What Nerd Show is actually probably the coolest thing because yeah. I think me and Caleb will have launched our new project by right then, on. which yeah. is like our game. We don't we don't announcement. have a name either. It's yeah. just like a game club, uh-huh. uh, and so <laughs> go uh, play Chrono Trigger and listen along to us. Uh, talking about I'm it. I'm going to plug the first two seasons of this show. Okay. Listen, yeah, I know some of Scott's friends, you're listening to this, and this is the only episode you've clicked on. Uh, listen to the other ones. They're pretty good. Go yeah. Start with uh, yeah. Ryan Cuddy. Start with Ryan Cuddy. <laughs> yeah, start with Ryan Cuddy. I mean, the uh, rest of them are good, yeah. but that's when the, the new that's mics That's when the new in. mics kick in and the audio uh, is... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, follow me nothing. at K underscore who? Yeah. Do you have right. Twitter? Uh, I do, but it's only to text back and forth with Caleb the words... <laughs> It's literally just, we just have been t- tweeting back and forth at each other, uh, The Mighty Daco, which is Great. A, a, a weird uh, show idea that we had, and just like a really weird inside joke. He, we were like pitching this joke for this script that we were writing about The Mighty Kappa, which is a Japanese uh-huh. uh, piece of folklore, mm-hmm. and like we were really sleep dis- deprived, and I came back in and I was like, uh, what about The Mighty Daco? And then Caleb was like... Are you trying to save the Kappa? <laughs> <laughs> and so we just ran with it. And so, yeah, we've like tweeted back and forth the Mighty Daco, like, I don't know, so like 30 times. Scott's <laughs> great. Yeah, find the yeah. Mighty Daco. Uh, it's Scott, it's at Scottrick the third. Scottrick third, 3RD. 
Pretty okay. bad handle. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty, no, it's, it's okay. No one can find it. <laughs> no one will find it. The well, Mighty well, if you find the Mighty Daco, you yeah. found it. <laughs> well, thanks, Scott, for yeah, being thank on you our so show. Much. Glad that thank we you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Before, yeah. like, when do you go back to LA? Uh, I'm going back to uh, Olympia first. I'm going to go to okay. Olympia for like four days, and then oh. Thursday I go cool. to back to cool. LA, and you know that that eggplant gonna be sold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks again, Scott. All right, Kev, hit that button. Thanks for listening to the process. Uh, hopefully, you, you came back and listened to it, yeah. even though we've been gone. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ne- uh, well, how do we usually? There'll be an episode these? next week. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like our Facebook page. Uh-huh. Uh, subscribe on po- podcast. Oh, there's a Patreon. Oh, there's a Patreon. It's just sitting Whoa, there. Whoa, we have a Patreon's Patreon. just sitting there. We've made it so long ago. We yeah. haven't released an episode since. Uh, uh-huh. Patreon.com/slash/theprocess. Um, if you, we'll give you a shout out on this episode. Yeah, on the we next will. episode, we will. If yeah. you, if we'll give you a shout out, uh-huh. um, and we'll say one nice thing about you. Yeah, well, uh, I'll say one nice thing. I'll say one mean thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, do I? What do I say? I don't think I say anything. I don't know. I think I introduce. Oh, who, who do we have next week? Is is that next, what I say? Yeah. Who's is who's it, up next it, week? Uh, no, it's Jillian. 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 Jillian Myers. Myers from the upfront. Man, that was a good yeah. episode. We recorded. That, that was a great. That was a great episode. Oh. Man, good times. Man, I gotta, we got to release these. <laughs> oh, this sucks. These episodes are good. All right. Uh, All right. We'll see you guys in another yeah, six months. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. Sleazy. <laughs>